Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Halen McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am um, I'm really honored today um, to have one of my dear, dear friends um, joining me again today. Um, this is actually a continuation of the Sisterhood series. Today, it's um, me and my friend Agnes Mahalik. And um, we are going to be talking about um, our relationship with the father and our fathers. Um, Agnes, actually, I, I, so I've been, you know, sort of emailing my group of girlfriends saying, hey, who wants to come on the show? And here's some topic ideas. And, um, and it's just like created so much beautiful, you know, connection in my, uh, in my circle of women. And one of the things I just love about the women who are in my orbit is that they are women of desire. (laughs) And so I sent out this email, you know, with all these topic ideas. And then Agnes was like, hey, Kaylin, (laughs) would you consider doing something about, you know, our relationships with our with our fathers? Um, And I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, that was actually something that was on my list of ideas. So it was a desire that I had, and I just hadn't, you know, sort of fully put it out there yet. And, um, and so this is, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where this, like where this conversation goes today. I think this topic is, um, it is such an important piece of the feminine path. And, um, yeah. And so I'm just open to whatever wants to come through today. I think, you know, Agnes has her beautiful story to share with her father. I'll probably share some of the pieces that I've gotten as I've been healing my relationship, you know, with my dad. And let me just see what I want to tell you all about Agnes, um, before we jump in. Ah, actually, is there anything you want to just say about the, um, about the father piece, just as like a sort of intro, and then I'll, I'll officially introduce you. I just want to like, let people feel you first. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I, I absolutely love how in service you are to feminine desire. And thank you for being so gracious with allowing me to speak mine and having it come to fruition here and rightfully so just as you said the more that we go on our feminine path the more we discover just how nuanced and rich it is and so how many deep crevices there are for us to explore and discover and how truly everything is in service to us and our individual path and so the father piece has uh, has created abundant places that I really didn't even feel into or think about because I was also very focused and gung ho on the more feminine mother lineage path. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tons of richness in the father piece as well. Yeah. Totally. Um, here's what y'all need to know about Agnes. <laughs> this woman. <laughs> so we met 
gosh, like probably four and a half, almost five years ago at this point, um, originally on the, you know, orgasmic meditation path, as you know, I have met many of my friends and close sisters. And, um, and then, you know, she went down the path of studying, you know, dominance and submission, um, which, and, and she's really the reason that I got into that whole, on, on in, onto that whole path as well. I just saw like the shifts in her and I was like, just completely inspired, um, by that, by that work. And, um, and over the last year and a half, um, Agnes, you know, let go of her corporate job. She was like a project manager in the healthcare space. And, um, you know, like, she had a pretty good life, y'all. <laughs> and what is so um, what is so touching and amazing to me over the last year and a half, just seeing her as she has let go of that life is like the way that she has been willing to let herself go as slow as she needs to in order to unravel all the parts of her previous life that were no longer resonant and, and the parts that want to be healed and, and just the parts that want to come through. Like this woman has been so fucking patient y'all. <laughs> and I just, um, yeah, I just have so much deep respect for that, you know, because we live in a world where we are taught, like, what is the next thing? What is your goal? Go after it, get it, make it happen. You know, and, and in a world that has all of that messaging, Agnes has just created like deep, deep sanctuary and devotion inside of herself. You know, and this is why I feel so connected to her, like as a sister, because I really honor her practice. So thank you for being quiet and being still and listening to your feminine, because we all get to benefit from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'm just going to let her receive that for a moment. She's like taking it in. Y'all can't see, but she's a brilliant receiver. <laughs> um, hmm. So before I even jump into this father piece, um, what, like, why do you think this is so important? <laughs> let's just like get right to it uh, <laughs> um wow uh yes and our our parents are our first energetic imprints they are our first ones and they shape who we become depending on your relationship with your parents and how you were raised and how you grew up, some more strongly than others. And even if your biological parents weren't present in your life, their DNA is passed down into you and runs through and courses through your body. So the energetic imprint that we receive from our parents is profound. We all know this. We all feel it. We, uh, myself, I you know, was always running around my my life thinking like, oh gosh, I don't like that trait about my my mom or my dad. I'm going to do everything in my power to not be like them. <laughs> oh my and gosh! <laughs> of course, as we do, the thing that we shame and push away, and and drive down into our shadows becomes the piece that we need to approve of most. And so I, I feel strongly that there's so much abundance 
and gold to mine in our parents and who they are and who our relationship is to and with them. Mm-hmm. And the work continues, the journey and choose your own adventure continues. So it has been a wonderful journey and the, the biggest piece for me that has opened up most recently is a revolutionary dynamic with my father and how that mm-hmm. has rippled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, that is, uh, just, uh, just so, um, so beautiful. This, uh, this relationship, this, uh, what, how did you just phrase it? Divine relationship. (laughs) Excuse me. Legendary. (laughs) Wait, what did you call it? It was amazing language you used, but I just forgot. (laughs) Extraordinary. Uh, Yeah. The language was meant to meant to happen when it happened because now it's not coming back (laughs) (laughs) well this extraordinary divine relationship that you now have with your father um yeah so I would love to hear like uh how this um how like where where this all started opening with your father you know like I don't think any of us go into uh transformation work and just think, you know, the top thing on my list, I'd like to address my relationship with my father. (laughs) (laughs) I know I didn't. (laughs) Well, I've always been quite attuned to my relationship with boys and men and the masculine. And I saw myself creating behaviors that followed certain patterns and I was conscious to them in, in some sense. And I knew that there was a much more deeper layer that that needed access in order for there to be significant change and shift. And so as one does, goes to talk therapy and then I would follow different tools, tryouts, all the things, um, journaling and and workshops and different practices and different rituals. And it all, it was all helpful to an extent. It all served in a way that that served um, to an extent. And then I found that there was there was the gold that was sitting right in front of my face is that my father is still alive and present and I have a chance where I can choose to see if there's a different thing that's available for our relationship. And so after choosing to approve of him, exactly who he is as a human being and then choosing to apologize for myself as a woman and all of the ways that I have pushed him away as an adult not saying that this is for at all for how things to be when you were a child and things that occurred as a child not at all nothing to apologize for as a child as an adult choosing to come to him and say hey dad know how like you left when I was born I felt really hurt by that and I see now how I've been pushing you away in my adulthood Mm. I don't invite you to things. I don't I don't ask for your advice or opinion. I don't ask for your help. I I am pushing you away. And I'm sorry. And I would love to have a better relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like, oh my gosh, I was carrying this around. this like weight on my shoulders. I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell my dad. Oh my God, I want to tell him this. And like, oh my God, what is he going to say? Well, okay. And so I like, came home on the weekend and he was in the backyard doing some construction project and like literally digging a hole. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to, I want to tell him this. And I like sit down on some tree stump next to him and I fall off because I'm so nervous and I get back on that tree stump. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I and I share this with him very cleanly, simply, straight into the point. And and my dad's true masculine form. <laughs> His response was like oh, Agnes, who cares? Like, whatever. Like, I need to talk to you about the house. Like, we need to talk about logistics. I need to teach you about bills and taxes and, like, let's get, like, brass tacks down to stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He couldn't fully receive it. And it was perfect. Huh. His response was perfect. Mm-hmm. Because that was really mine to share right and however it lands for him is however it lands mm-hmm. and I trust that on some level he receives whatever it feels it's rightful for him to receive and I feel good that I was able to express myself and create a potential opening in our relationship mm-hmm. oh That is so beautiful. And I want to just like call out this piece of you not needing him to respond in a certain way. His response was brilliant. His response, his response, although like a little dismissing at the at the beginning. a little dismissing but his response of then like let's get down to brass tacks I need to teach you these very realistic logistic reasonable things like practical things about the house is rightful as a father mm-hmm. that is his job he should be <laughs> he should be the teaching the practicals right Oh my gosh. You know, this is actually just giving me uh, new access to my dad, you know, like as I've opened up our relationship and like gotten vulnerable with him over the last like couple of years. Um, his thing is like, okay, I got to teach you how to work a gun. <laughs> Hmm. And, you know, I'm just like, that is very hard for me to receive, you know, um, I don't really align with that. And <laughs> I'm just even through this conversation, like, I'm just like seeing, I'm really seeing his brilliance through your eyes. Hmm. Like that is, um, yeah, that's such a gift. It's like, I can feel the parts of him that really like, you know, he like wants to make sure his daughter is safe and cared for. Which is the duty of a good father. Mm. That's his job. Mm-hmm. The parent is shape and mold you as a child so you can come out into the world and be a good being. Mm-hmm. Contribute to society. You're a good human being. You are blossoming as a person and on your own journey. And you know right from wrong. You, you know how to walk through life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I just love the, um, hmm. well, I want to like, yeah, take a step back because even just for you to a have that conversation with him, like a simple, just like offering, but then also 
to see the brilliance in his response, I think that is profound. And, you know, so many of us would just be like, what the fuck? He didn't even like, I just like poured my heart on the table. He didn't (laughs) even like, did he even see that, you know? So I want to just like have you talk a little bit about like the journey to getting to a place like a where you could actually like um like let him feel your heart and then b where you could he could just respond in any way and you could see the brilliance in it. Yeah, so this is where learning about masculine and feminine energy and dynamics has been so wonderfully illuminative and supportive. And as you know, it's like the infinity symbol. The more that we go into the feminine, the more we go into the masculine, then we and the more we go into the masculine, the deeper we're driven into our feminine. And it's a constant wonderfully constant expansion of both of both and and the place where you can express without attachment that for me is whoa the place where you can express without attachment is truth. Everybody let that, that sink in. That's how I know that it's true. That's how we know it's true. Is when we can offer it openly. And the outcome doesn't really matter. Because you are so grounded and centered in your truth. And when we are grounded and centered in our truth, we we can express it and we trust. We trust that because our truth is coming out and that frequency is coming out into the world, it will serve its rightful peace it will serve its rightful peace and whatever comes back for you is in resonance with that truth and in resonance with that rightful peace wow okay i'm just like getting this on a whole nother level this is (laughs) i feel like i'm on a medicine journey with you right now agnes (laughs) Well, some herbal tea, herbal tea. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, like when you, all you have, what I'm really getting is like, all you have to be is just grounded in your truth and then unattached in like letting that come through in the world. And then what comes back to you is just whatever is in resonance with that truth and then trusting that. Wow. Thank you. Easier said than done, right? <laughs> Easier said than done. And mm. wonderful, perfect. Like, mm-hmm. That's what life is for. We play and we make mistakes and we practice and we fall on our face and we get up again and we try again. But mm-hmm. the more that we can fail, the more that we can succeed. And as you know, of feeling into our truth mm-hmm. as feminine essence beings feeling into our feminine truth, mm-hmm. trusting that every step of the way, 
Yeah, you know you're you're an expert in this. <laughs> wow, desire is all about feeling, right? Yeah, and then I just see the piece about um, like when you trust, oh, whatever comes back to me is in resonance, then it's just sort of automatically brilliant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, How does it, uh, like, how does that, I guess, occur for you, like the brilliance piece? Brilliance piece. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been really so deeply focused on this relationship with my dad. So mm-hmm. acknowledging his brilliance as a father and seeing the masculine brilliance that is so deeply rooted in him. And then of course, seeing it in other men in, in life as well. But oh my gosh, so much gold in that masculine brilliance. Like, oh, thank God that they work differently than we do. <laughs> so grateful for his logical practical brilliant mind yeah (laughs) the way that he takes in information and calculates it Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah what's one of your like what's one of your favorite things about masculine brilliance or just yeah about the masculine (laughs) <laughs> so many things so many things <laughs> I feel like I could rip for the next hour <laughs> what's the top one the the way that they are steadfast mm-hmm super grounded in their masculine pole and knowing to the core of who they are and being unwaverable there. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. The steadiness and the knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their really- own trust of their masculine. Mm. to guide them through totally wow I love that so much (laughs) okay so you started you like opened this whole journey with your dad with this you know with this conversation and and how when how long ago was that? Well, it's been a body of work since all I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I must say. And the, I feel like my consciousness to it has evolved over the years. I would say the most like present consciousness that I've had here has been about four years Mm -hmm. I've been really watching and observing from a a different consciousness type of perspective Mm -hmm. and of course I have been I've been paying attention throughout my whole life uh, as you evolve from child into teenager into adult but it's really been yeah very present a few years Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, okay, so um, tell us more about just like what started to come through, like once you, you know, really let him like feel your heart and said, hey, I want to like be closer. And I see the ways where I've pushed you away. Wow. So this is a testament to his journey. I really honor and revere 
the way that he has been willing to play this game. He has been willing to show up in our father-daughter relationship in ways that are rightful to him and correct to him. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that (laughs) digging this hole and I'm on a tree stump and he's like, "Uh, whatever, like it's fine. Don't worry about it, Agnes. (laughs) And he really took it to heart. Like ever since that day, it's been slowly, slowly unraveling. And it's a continuous reminder for me to stay in my feminine. It's an interesting dynamic because I'm a grown woman and and I am choosing to be bothered by my father. Mm. Yeah. It's such a, you know, a unique thing to be a, you know, 30 something woman (laughs) who's like, okay, let's get back to the basics. I'd like you to father me. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, what are you um what are you present to like in that? Just in the like, okay, I'm a this is a different stage of life than like being a little girl. It feels like the most amazing second chance. Right? Because now now I can approach it differently. Not a child a grown woman and fully like I can take care of myself and fully self-sufficient I like I got it Mm -hmm. and and I know that there are pieces in here that are in service to me and to him and his journey and for our whole family and to all of the future men in my life Mm mm-hmm it ripples out profoundly on so many different levels and layers. And so I chose, I made a very conscious choice of like, there's something in here for me and I'm going to dive in and put in the energy and attention that I feel is in service. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and talk about the, like the ripple effect, you know, like the way you see this in just your relationship with men in general and the masculine, like in the world. Um, Levels, my gosh, all levels. I mean, it's, it shifted the way that now because of the shifts that I've had with him I feel so much more secure so much more secure and and having a father that's there where for 30 years I held on to the abandonment wound and I have had to let it go I've like I've actually had to let it go because it's not true anymore Mm -hmm. so the shift that is possible it has been possible and has occurred has then reconstellated my energetic being and so then naturally of course by energetic law things will like the, the world responds differently so I feel so much more in flow with every man, men on this, like men in the store. We <laughs> <laughs> um, got pulled over the other day because my car inspection sticker was was overdue, <laughs> so like even 
<laughs> even talking to the cop, I, I felt so much more in flow with, with his authority. I resisted authority. I hated authority growing up. And there's so much more respect for authority. My father has shown up for me now as a fair authority figure. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's it's been rippling out to all areas of life. And I see how he has had his own internal shifts. And I now see the way that his relationship with my mother has changed. Wow. His relationship with my sister has changed. Yeah, talk about what you've noticed in him. And and I wanna be really clear here. Um, I, you know, I, I think like we go down this transformation path and then there's a certain point where we like look around at the people who are close to us in our life and it's like, wait, but like, why can't they transform or why can't they change? And it's like, no, that is not the point. <laughs> when you transform, like you get to have a different experience of everyone in your life and the energy of your relationship with them shifts. And, right, it can, don't get attached to this, right? But it can open up space for their expansion and their transformation too. You know, I've seen this with my mom, like on an exponential level. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> But I want to hear, but this is amazing just hearing about your dad, right? Because we heard like, okay, all right, let's get down to brass tacks, Agnes. But I, I want to hear some of the, about just some of the shifts that you have noticed in him and in his relationships with like the other women in your family. Well, first I need bravo, kudos. I cannot be any more like overjoyed and <laughs> In the beauty that you have opened in your family, mm. you and your mom, mm. and how that has transformed and revolutionized each of you separately and together as mother and daughter, and how that has rippled out for each of you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you it is uh yeah it's life-changing it is life-changing and if y'all want to hear about that i just recorded a whole episode about it so uh yeah i forget which number it is but it's uh well as we're recording this it just came out today but when you listen to this it will have been last week that it came out <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I can't wait to listen to it. I'm listening yeah. to it today. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. So tell me about some of the shifts you've yeah, seen with your dad in him. And yeah. So like your relationship with your mom has been so beautifully feminine, right? So beautifully feminine. And with the father-daughter piece, it's like my feminine has blossomed, but his masculine is feeling like it's on a whole new level. Whoa. <laughs> so now he's showing up with my mom and my sister. I can see the differences of how because of mine and his relationship and the trust that we've established, he is then showing up differently with them. Wow. And what do you, like, what do you notice? He feels, to me, to me, he feels more steady and grounded. And what I observe is is that like continued presence 
-hmm. continued presence with them. He's there. Um, he wants to take care of stuff and handle stuff and like get it done ASAP. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and he really wants to set set the family up for success so that like we we have the structure that we need. So it feels amazing that he's him as the father, still like my sister and I, two grown women and my mother, but like he's energetically holding that structure for us. Mm, wow. That's stunning. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it just, it pre it's the thing it's presenting for me is that when we just decide that the people in our life are brilliant, then we can just keep bringing that out in them. You know, mm -hmm. this is true. I think of any, you know, anyone, especially in the, the father daughter dynamic, but you know, I see this in my relationship with Angel too. Like, okay, hold on. Let me see his brilliance. It's like, where are you putting your attention? Is it on everything that's wrong? Or on actually finding the brilliance so that more of that brilliance can come out? So well said. And recognizing that their brilliance is different than ours. Mm -hmm. The masculine's yeah. brilliance is different. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Because it complements ours and creates harmony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <sighs> I mean, I know you have tons of life experience and yeah. Now very present with Angel and in, in your personal dynamic mm -hmm. and partnership mm -hmm. with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh yeah, I'm just I am just through this conversation, like just getting present to all of the yeah, just all of the healing. You know, it's like we're just normal humans walking around with trauma just like everybody else <laughs> and it's like what do you choose to do with that you know are you gonna face it and work with it yes because that's where the gold is totally that's well and where I the gold is I want to hear about I you know I, I may even share like just some of the process I've had in like um in my relationship with my father, but I, I want to hear a little bit about, um, just some of the work you've done on your own, you know, like what you actually moved through to work on these pieces. <laughs> like, you know, you're doing, it's like an everyday practice, but I can just imagine people who are listening to this, right. Who are like, okay, like, I want to be closer to my father or I want to heal my relationship with the masculine. Mm -hmm. And they're like, where the fuck do I even start? <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. I, great question. Great question. <laughs> and I'm going to take a sip of my tea right now because I need a second. <laughs> yeah. Take it, take it, take a moment. Well, you know, actually, um, I can share a little bit of my process if you want a minute to like, yeah. sort of, you know, cause, yeah. cause I, mean, I know you're it's just like, it's so many. Yeah. You're it's just doing so this. <laughs> right. You're just doing this every day, but that's the, that's the gold here. You know, it's just that like this, this podcast, it's like, you've been preparing for it for like four years, you know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like every day in your practice. Um, so I, you know, I'll, I'll just share in my own relationship with my father. Um, yeah, it, I really had to, like you said, sort of separating out. Okay. Like, yes, there were some things that happened right during my childhood and, um, the looking at, okay, how have I been as an adult and 
where are the places where I closed my heart to him? Mm. You know, and so I actually like, um, I had to go back to really look at like the moment in my childhood where I like, I really just closed my heart, just fully closed my heart to my father you know, and then like just being able to see that moment. And then I got to do my own work around that, you know, and I actually had, um, I had a, I, I had a friend, um, who did a couple of scenes with me where he actually like channeled my father literally like spoke as him and related to me right as my little girl Mm -hmm. and it was so healing to go back there and then like actually feel his heart through that Right. Cause all I ever, all I can remember, right. Is like, you know, the anger or the disconnection and, you know, and, um, what I really like got from my, you know, my friend who was so generous to do this with me, um, was just like feeling my dad's humanity and feeling his heartbreak and feeling his like love for me and feeling the places where like, he's like, I, you know, I was doing my best and I just didn't know. It's like, oh, how do you handle a tender, like 10 year old girl? It's like, you know, not for the faint of heart. And so I just really got to like, see his humanity through that, you know? And so I think any, any experience, you know, there's so many different exercises, you know, that you can do. And that's, you know, that's part of what I do in um you know in my cocoon program too with women is to like really start to clear some of this stuff you know so there's a lot of different exercises but i think the the biggest thing i want people to hear is just the like being able to go back and to like feel feel him you know and see the whole picture that was what was healing for me you know, and to really let myself go into that and, you know, process my grief because it's not his job to process my grief. It's my job to process my grief. And so to like, um, you know, they say like to heal it, you got to fully feel it. And so that's really, and, you know, I did talk therapy for years. I don't know that that ever made a difference for me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, but doing exercises where I could like go back to the moment and fully feel it. And then you alchemize that through my body, you know, and actually find the beauty in it, like inside of all the grief and the anger and the sadness, like that made such a difference for me, you know? And then like coming to my dad, like once I had, you know, process some of that and just saying again not being attached to however he was going to respond you know but just saying hey dad like I really have recently seen like this place where I closed my heart to you and you know like here's how it was for me and the distinction here is like not dumping a bunch of feelings and anger on him, right? Mm-hmm. But actually like opening my heart to like let him feel me. Like that is the that for me is the this, the marker of like okay, you've done your own work when you can like hold yourself there and let the vulnerability of your heart be seen. And then, you know, and then just share, 
And um, hmm, let me see if there's any other pieces that that want to come through here. Yeah, and like my dad responded so brilliantly in me sharing that. Like, I don't remember all of the things that he said, you know, but I just remember this feeling of like, oh, he was like doing the best he could with the tools and the resources and the energetic capacity that he had at the time. You know, and uh, yeah, and then I just really got to see how, like, you know, my dad has so much love for me, and I haven't always like opened to receive it because I've been holding on, I had been like holding on to this, you know this moment from my childhood, you know? And um, so just bringing some, like, I think also the other thing is just like bringing space and, and like energy around these tender parts, like just like opening up the space and giving them air to breathe. And again, not expecting anything from him but just like letting him see me there. You know, that's like, that's been so healing for me. And then just, you know, practicing like, yeah, I notice like my relationship, like with my dad has shifted because like when he calls me, I'm like, oh, I can just feel it in my body, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to talk to dad. Right. Whereas before it was just like, I was so stuck in my unprocessed trauma, you know, and again, that's so it's normal, <laughs> but I can just like, I, I can just feel the difference, you know? And, um, Ooh, one last thing I like want to share is we, um, when I was at my brother's wedding this last December, um, we, I was like leaving. I forget if it was the wedding night or the night before the wedding, but I remember I was like leaving and my dad like made fun of my, my coat to like, I have this really big coat that, uh, you know, it just, it just keeps me very warm. And um, I brought it to Mexico because I just get cold everywhere. Okay. <laughs> and so he was making fun of it. And, um, and, you know, in like, there was so much love in it. Like that's his way of showing love, you know? And then I was like, yeah, trying to leave. And he was whatever, making fun of my coat or something. And then I just, I just like um, sat, I just like got on his lap. And like, let him hold me like, you know, adult Kaylin, like, let him hold me like, you know, a like my little girl. <laughs> and it was like, it, it is a moment that I will cherish forever because it was so like spontaneous. And there was so much love there. It was like, oh, you know, kind of like you speak about like, oh my gosh, he can be my father. Like I'm in my thirties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can like, let him hold me here. Oh my gosh. You know, it just felt like so warm and ooey gooey and just like, oh, my little girl was like, so happy. <laughs> so sweet, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like moments like that, like that oh, I can open to where I'm like, oh, that would have never happened 10 years ago. You know? that would have never happened. 
So, um, hmm, yeah, I think that's for those of you that are like, where do I even start with this? I hope that sort of supports, you know, there's so many ways to do the healing work and, you know, you don't have to do it my way or Agnes's way, but it's just like, okay, really reckoning with yourself and then giving yourself the, like the support. And I think like body experiences, you know, at least for me, I'll say like that, that was transformative for my path. There's so many poignant threads in what you just shared. And to me, the epitome is you saying how you chose to look into the spots where you had closed your heart. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the soul level mm-hmm. depth that right. we are going after. Right. And just the yeah, thank you for saying that. Like taking responsibility for closing my heart. That one as an adult. As an adult. As an adult, right. That one, y'all, that is an advanced practice. You know, because then it's like, oh, well, I've lived my, not my whole life, but, you know, a lot of my life being like, well, he did that. I'm a victim. And it's like, where the fuck is that getting me? Like, absolutely nowhere. <laughs> what is the story that you're choosing to live inside of? Right. Yeah. So just the like, whoa, we got to, you got to take responsibility for your experience up and down, back and forth, you know, all the way through and like the nuance of that, you know? So thank you for saying that. This is where it's choose your own adventure. (laughs) This is how wonderfully we are gifted our lives to choose our own adventure mm-hmm. so i so love and appreciate our question of like oh my god now how do we do this and yeah. it's going to look different and feel different to each of us because right. we each have our own unique constellation mm-hmm. so just because you do one thing that might not work for me at all yeah and it's like wonderful if some of the things that we do resonate and we can share and and chit chat about them but Mm. that's where it is that's our adventure life adventure to take and to find the gold Gabor Mate talks about this beautifully about trauma and Mm. how really our trauma is gold old in the making and mm. we be willing enough to center and ground to dive into the truth of that mm-hmm. yeah and like you you illuminated about your connection with your dad is having compassion for their humanity mm. we're human we're making mistakes right. like we're living through having careers and moving through pandemics and through wars and through all that life has for us. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like having humanity for him, Mm -hmm. having, sorry, having compassion for him and his humanity. Yeah, totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well, what um what do you want to share to like let people in on the behind the scenes process for you? <laughs> well, you know, the more we dive into the father, the more I go into the mother. So <laughs> mm-hmm. the continuous, continuous deep dive. Um, and continuing to find out the the exciting exciting resonance of self-discovery 
I've recently discovered hypnosis, which I was, <laughs> I was a little like, no, I don't know if someone can really hypnotize me. <laughs> and it's been wonderful. I'm really enjoying the openings that are available there and, and to discover there. So the logical elements are you know, just like what feels, especially as a feminine being, like what feels resonant? Where does your body feel excited? Where, where do you, you feel exciting emotions? Mm-hmm. Was there a, um, like, like a practice or a moment that you remember, like, oh, wow, really like something unlocking here? Like, you know, that you can just sort of, again, for the people who are like, okay, but where do I start, you know? For me, it's been, it's been a deeper dive into understanding soul level dynamics, mm-hmm. the, soul, the journey of the soul. Mm-hmm. And, oh, actually there's a book. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's called Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton, I believe his name is. And he he was a hypnotherapist. And he has another follow-up book called Destiny of Souls. And he hypnotized thousands of patients. And he saw that everyone eventually was describing the same stuff. They would go into past lives. They described hierarchy that exists above and soul groups and how we choose choose our lifetimes and the lessons. And being able to have that perspective has been immensely helpful to then have more compassion on a human level. Mm-hmm. Right. Know that, okay, I chose this lifetime to be a daughter mm-hmm. to my father. Right. Mm-hmm. Our souls made this choice. Mm. And as a human, I am going to choose to be fathered by my perfectly imperfect father. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to choose to be in this lifetime in relationship to him and my mother as mm-hmm. a perfectly imperfect daughter. Yeah. Wow. And it allows the layers of self-criticism, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of those beautiful egoic mind chatters to to be released Mm -hmm. because it's all happening perfectly on a soul level. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. It just is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So beautiful. There's nothing wrong. It just is y'all. We chose this path gorgeous. Well, I am so grateful for your generosity, your willingness to share. Um, Is there anything else that you just want to, uh, yeah, that you want to make sure that people hear as we're starting to wrap up? Wow. Thank you for hearing my desire, Kaylin, and opening the space for it. And I invite, if it feels and resonates to you, I invite to your listeners to feel into and think about what is possible 
for you personally in your dynamic with your father? Mm. Wonderful if he is alive and well on this planet. And if he is no longer on this plane, it's still available energetically. It's mm. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Agnes. Um, do you want to give people a way to get in touch with you? I know you're like developing your, your body of work is just like coming through you as we speak. Um, do you want to give people a way to, uh, to get a hold of you if they are like, Hmm, I'm picking up what this woman's putting down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am kind of living in like 1995, uh, with an email address. Okay. <laughs> so love that. So Allah 1995, you could email me at agnes.maholic.gmail.com. Okay. It's a Gmail address. That was not a thing in 1995. Okay. okay we're just going to like <laughs> you credit. It's beautiful. <laughs> awesome. We'll put that in the show notes too. Um, thank you so much you. for being here. You are such a gift in my life. Yeah, thank you so much. I love you too. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.